We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text to call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with the Kia Studios on this Monday evening with you for the full four. We're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take that smartphone. Take those Alexa speakers. Take that tablet. Take that Palm Pilot. Take that BlackBerry. Your fax machine. Whatever your device is, just download on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media, find us at Nuts on the Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to catch up with me is on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We've got Day Day producing. It is a Monday, so we have no idea if and when Dylan's around or here. or I don't, I, At this point, I just I, – I, when I get a text message from one of y'all – that's when I know who's producing. Me. That, that's that's all I can that's tell you. That's how you roll point. now, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's it. I at this point I never know who's uh who's in, who's out, this, that, and the other. Um, look, uh, before we get into everything else, it, it is a sad day for two things. Uh, one is obviously we'll talk about this in that's life uh, tonight. I said Olivia Newton John, who was literally my first childhood crush. But um, it was also sad because over the weekend day day, my Keurig machine just crapped out completely oh wow did and, you have uh, one of the kind of the deluxe style ones um no it this thing was like it was a really nice hamilton beach model okay that you know three different uh settings big water reservoir and all. Right. it's really a good machine i really liked it and just the last couple of days it just crapped out so i did not have a backup plan for mm. my coffee and i can't live without my coffee so saturday i had to go the Dunkin' Donuts right around the corner from me and uh-huh. and get coffee. But I did go yesterday, and I bought me – because 
so in in my other job, they sent me a whole nice care package from from a coffee called Coffee AM, coffeeam.com. They're up right. in Canton, actually. Uh-huh. And they sent us a whole care package of stuff. And it's all ground coffee. So I had to go buy a just a cheap little ground coffee okay. machine. Because normally I would put the ground coffee in the little cup that would turn it into a like a K-cup Keurig thing. Like mm-hmm. you, you put the ground mm-hmm. coffee into this little cup. Right. And you can put it in just like you would a regular Keurig cup. Right. But since I had all this ground coffee, and I've got like, I've literally got like, Eight or ten bags of, of ground coffee. Like I've got, I've literally got enough coffee to last me until the rest of the year. <laughs> okay. um, but yes, very sad because I love my Keurig machine and I love my coffee in the morning. So hey um, man, hit up. Uh, you probably could hit up Brown Smart man and get you a good one. Get you a good deal. Yeah, I will. I'll have to at some point here just kind of, you know, break down and go get what I need and stuff like that. Because uh, I love. I, I, I've said before, there's no better invention in the last twenty years than Keurig. Not not iPhones or e phones or a phones or they phones or we phones or iPhones or us phones. None of that stuff is better than what a Keurig machine is. Right. To, to, in, to be able to just take that little <laughs> cup and just stick that thing in, close yeah. it, hit the button, and you got coffee. You know, in, a, in your right in your coffee mug. Yep. Like you don't even have to pick up the pot and pour it in your mug. You got to you just put your mug right in there, and you've got the perfect size coffee. It, and it, it's again the greatest thing, especially for coffee junkies. Like us, so yeah, yeah, that definitely was one of the uh, best Christmas gifts I ever got my wife. Like she, yep. like that was one that I can actually be like, yeah, all right, good move. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and and again, they can do everything nowadays because you can do cold, you can do uh, teas and lemonade and all kinds of different stuff with Keurig machines. Yeah, so yeah, um, and and listen, they've cornerstoned the market on that brand, right? Like I don't like mine is not called a Keurig, but it's like. We don't call them like tissues, right? We call them Kleenex, right? You know, right. and and right. and so they've cornered the market on that little pod coffee machine yeah. Keurig. Like, doesn't matter what you have. I've had a Mister Coffee that that took the K cups. Mm-hmm. I've had this. It was a Hamilton Beach. Doesn't matter what. It's always going to be called Keurig, yep. right? Yep. So they have they have done a masterful job of branding and have cornered the market on all of that. Let me tell you what is not a masterful job, and that is watching the Atlanta Braves right now as. Um, Look, there's no other way to describe it other than they stunk it up over the weekend. And I know everybody's sitting around waiting for the Mets to go away in this and They're not. Let, let me tell you why the Mets are not going away. Because when you have not one, but two of those guys at the top of your rotation that make sure that no matter what goes on, you will never have any long losing streak. Because you're not... Let me tell you, Scherzer and DeGrom, those guys are not going to lose three or four games in a row. When when those guys pitch, they're not going to lose very often. And and say the Mets are on a three-game losing streak or something like that, one of those guys is going to shut that crap down. Has nothing to do with what can they do offensively or this, that, and the other. When you have those kinds of guys, right, Scherzer had seven innings, four hit shutout ball, and struck out 11. That's what he does. How, how are you going to lose many games when that happens, right? And then what? DeGrom comes back, and he throws, what was that? Was it 13 strikeouts that he had in that game? Let me pull up the box score real quick. DeGrom was five and a third inning with 12 strikeouts. Had the one hit. He gave up that one homer to Dansby in that game. The one Swanson homer, and he was ticked off about that. 
one hit in five and two-thirds innings with 12 strikeouts. They're not going to lose five, six, seven games in a row because one of those two guys is going to make sure they don't lose. So if you're sitting back, waiting around for the Mets to collapse or whatever like that, you're gonna, if DeGrom and Scherzer stay healthy, you're going to be sadly disappointed. Doesn't mean it's over. Doesn't mean that we're done and things like that. Still a lot, you know, a lot of baseball to be played. Literally, the Braves are two-thirds of the way through the season right now, right? And you start looking at the schedule. You got the last place Red Sox. You've got the god-awful. And, and somebody asked me about this. Oh, when, when you say that they're god-awful, that's the teams we struggle against. Here's the only teams the Braves have a losing record against this year. One of them is the Rangers. They're one and two against the Rangers. Remember, they, they played them that one series. They have a losing record against the Padres. They're one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. They have a losing record against the Mets. Obviously, they're the division leader, and they're arguably one of the one, two, three best teams in the National League. And they have a losing record against the L.A. Dodgers. So they, they have a losing record against the Padres, Mets, and Dodgers, who are three of the four best teams in all of the National League. And the only oddball one is the Rangers. Other than that, they're 500 or above against every other team they've played. They're 10-3 and three against the Nationals this year. 4-0 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who they're going to see later on in the season. So when I say those scum-sucking, dreadful, awful teams, they're not losing to all of these other teams. They're losing, their losing records are against all of the best teams. Right? There was that stat the other day about what their record is against teams that are above 500. And I think they're, I think they're now four or five games below 500 against teams above 500. The Red Sox are our last place team right now. They're last in the AL East. The Marlins suck. So miss me with the whole, oh, well, they struggle against a bad team. No, they don't. Go. Here's your source. Baseballreference.com. Atlanta Braves schedule. Schedule and results. Click on that little button that gives you breakdowns by opponent. They're 500 or better against every team except the Rangers, Padres, Dodgers, Mets. Tell me a better team than the Padres, Dodgers, Mets in the National League. Who's better? None. Not Milwaukee, not St. Louis. So they're 500 or better against every team except those four. And the Rangers are the one oddball outlier. But again, it was on the road, and it's an interleague game. You only play them the three times. You're not going to get a chance to play them again. So, look, the Braves have the last-place Red Sox, the god-awful Marlins, and then they're home. And here's the tricky part. It's not just, by the way, the four at home with the Mets. You know, the Astros come in for three right after that. Yep. So there's two of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. But then here's what happens. At Pittsburgh, at St. Louis, home with Colorado, home with the Marlins, at Oakland. Good God. So you got plenty of time to make this thing up. And look, the Mets, here's what the Mets got. They start tonight. At home with the Reds. They're god-awful. Then it's Philly. Then it's the Braves. Then they go to Philadelphia. But then they've got at New York Yankees. So they have to play the Yankees two more times. They still have a three-game set against the Dodgers. We don't play the Dodgers anymore this year. They got to go to Milwaukee. 
So, look, they've got plenty of scrub teams. The Pirates, the Marlins, the Nationals, the Oakland A's. But they've got to go to Milwaukee, who's leading their division, home with the Dodgers in New York for another Subway Series against the Yankees. So they've got plenty of landmines on their schedule. But you're going to have to take care of your business against the Mets in this four-game series. And what you can't do is play well against the Mets then stub your toe against the Astros coming right in. Well, we beat the Astros last year. Okay, it's it's the regular season. It's a different it's a different deal. That's two tough series back-to-back with the Mets and the Astros coming into your place. That's a tough that's a tough back-to-back set. So make sure you don't stub your toe. But there are plenty of bad teams. Now, you have to do some scoreboard watching. You got to do some of that. And we're going to talk about a guy coming up in the next segment. Braves do have an Ozuna problem. He's got to get some things figured out. And and what did I – well, we'll get into all that in a little bit because I want to get to a couple other things here. But the Mets will host Cincinnati. Braves will get ready to take on day off today. They're going to go up to Boston. They're a last-place team. Go beat them. Then it's four, not three, four with the Marlins, including a doubleheader coming up on Saturday. Another doubleheader. Okay? you got to beat the Marlins now. Now you have to start flexing your muscles against these vagabond, pawn scum, low-life, dirtbag, fleabag, nincompoop teams. You're going to have to just keep beating those teams and do a little bit of scoreboard watching. But if you're waiting around for the Mets to collapse with those two guys, if they're healthy, how are they going to collapse with those two guys at the top of their rotation? Justin Verlander, I'll give you. Tell me two better pitchers in Major League Baseball than those two guys. I'll take them over Garrett Cole. Verlander may be the best pitcher in baseball. Kershaw's not the same guy that those two guys are. Walker Bueller hadn't had the same year. Snell's not had the same year. Darvish is pretty good, but he still ain't those two guys. So you got those two guys. They're not going to lose five, six games in a row. They might lose two or three here, a couple of here, this, that, and the other here, but they're not going to go on an extended losing streak. Now, when you have those two guys, that's what the Dodgers were so good at when Kershaw was really in his prime. They never got on any long losing streak because at some point his spot came around in the rotation and he wasn't going to lose. Didn't matter. He wouldn't lose. That's DeGrom and Scherzer. You got two guys that are not going to allow your team to go on a long extended streak. Because those guys are not going to be awful three or four starts in a row. You're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. You're going to have to beat a bunch of teams, and, and you're going to have to beat them head-to-head. You have seven games left head-to-head against the Mets. So, again, Braves night off tonight. They're in Boston starting uh, tomorrow. We'll see what the Mets do uh, tonight as they take on the uh, dirtbag, fleabag Cincinnati Reds. Um, very good win for Atlanta United over the weekend. And Mike Bell and I were out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Appreciate everybody coming by and hanging out, saying hello, taking pictures, all that good stuff with us. A lot of Seattle Sounders fans, by the way, too. Surprised at all the Sounders fans. A lot of them traveled here, too, they said. Um, That was a really good win for Atlanta United. And he desperately needed three points at home. you got to protect home field. And I brought up the stat. I think there's only two or three teams in MLS that have more road losses this year than Seattle. And winning on the road is near impossible in MLS this year. For whatever reason, winning on the road has been virtually impossible. Great win for Atlanta United. 
All right, when uh, we get back, the Braves have an Ozuna problem. We'll give you his numbers for the month of July and August thus far. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Live in the Key Studios, Monday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 on The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, Kenny Maine's joined the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny's going to be talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. Uh, Jamel Hill joined him this past Thursday for a conversation. Download Hey Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. 92 on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all for free on the Odyssey app as well. We will talk to our a friend of the show, Amy Dash. We're going to get uh, her thoughts about Deshaun Watson, this live lawsuit, uh, the Brittany Griner situation. So we'll talk to our Odyssey legal insider coming up here at 740 this evening. But you know, we we're talking about the Braves in the first segment. The Braves have an Ozuna problem. Now, if you remember way back when, let, let's well, let's let's do this. Let's start with the pandemic year, where he had a monster year. And everybody was so excited, and everybody was like, we gotta sign this guy for the long term. And I remember the producer at the time, Jarvis, he and I discussed the idea of, okay, um, be careful about signing him to a long-term deal. Because he's never sustained long-term success. You know, when he, in his final year with the Marlins, okay, before he bolted and went to St. Louis, that was the 37-homer, 124-year, 124-RBI year, right? Monster year. And then in his one-year deal with the Braves, right, won the Silver Slugger and all this, that, and the other. Well, I said at the time, if you look at his numbers in St. Louis, he's a one-trick pony. And he's proving to be a one-trick pony right now for this Atlanta Braves team. Yes, it's great that he's got 19 homers. He's driven in 42 runs on the season. We're two-thirds of the way through the season. He's got 19 homers, which is not a bad number, right? You could be a 25-plus homer. He's driven in 42, and he scored 48. For the month of July, the entire month of July, and so far, today's what, the 8th of August? Okay? So... Everything through July and 
the two games against Philadelphia and the five against the Mets, Ozuna is hitting for July and August 188 with a 229 on base, 357 slugging, and a 586 OPS. Five homers, 10 RBI, and he scored 12 runs with 28 strikeouts and six walks in a month. He has almost as many strikeouts as he does hits plus RBI put together. He's got 31 RBI and hits put together with 28 strikeouts. Now, again, when you look at Ozuna, I've said before that he's a one-trick pony. He does have power. But if you go back to those years in St. Louis, low average, high strikeouts, not a ton of RBI. And remember, the Braves owe him two years at $18 million per year. They have two for 36 left on his contract with a team option in 2025. Would the Braves forget trading him at this point? Would they? Did you see what Jason Hayward, what the Cubs are going to do with Jason Hayward? Did you see it, Jed? No, Look, I missed it. So Jason Hayward is on the IL right now. Right. He's on the 10-day IL. Their general manager came out today and said he's not going to play the rest of this year. Oh, they're shutting him down. Hold on. They're going to keep him on the squad because he's a good clubhouse guy, but they are not going to have him on their squad next year. They're going to release him. He's got one year left on that $184 million deal. The Cubs general manager said they're going to release Hayward next for next season, and they'll pay him $23 million to not play, pay for, play for them. So they're going to shut him down the rest of this year and pay him $23 million by releasing him next year. Wow. He's got one year with $23 million left on that $184 million contract. Would the Braves eat $36 million and just outright cut him? I don't know. But I can tell you, he's not been, and he will never be the player that he was in 2020. That was the complete aberration year. It was awesome, right? You know, Led the league in plate appearances, led the league in homers, led the league in RBI, led the league in total bases, finished sixth in the MVP, silver slugger. And you hoped that he would be that guy. And for whatever varying reasons, part of it is obviously the domestic dispute charges he had. Part of it is injury. The last two years combined, last two years combined, okay, because we have at this point a full year's worth of, of look at it. 26 homers, 68 RBI. 26 homers with only 68 RBI, and he's and he scored 69 runs in that period of time. How do you keep trotting him out there every day in left field or, or at DH or what have you? Because when he DHs, depending on what your catcher situation is like or this, any other, I, I understand the energy and the – and the, the 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 chop and all this. I understand all of that. But that's 2020, guys. He ain't that guy. He ain't that player. And this has been an extended, you know, last year in the 48 games he played, he had 213. In the 102 games he's played this year, he's at 215. And it's not like he steals bases. It's not like he gets on base. It's not like he plays good left field. And I understand he's a former gold glove outfielder. That that look listen to this year in 2017 day day for Marcelo Zuno 
93 runs scored, 159 games. That's just still his career high. 159 games, 93 runs scored, 30 doubles, 37 homers, 124 RBI, and he hit 312 with a 548 slugging, a 924 OPS. He was an all-star, a silver slugger winner, a gold glove outfielder, and finished 15th in the MVP voting. That and his pandemic year. And remember what we told you about the pandemic year. Remember, he came, this is not me making it up, he came out and said this during the pandemic, that he used the pandemic time when they weren't playing to get himself in shape. And that was part of what he attributed his success to in 2020 when they only played the 60-game pandemic year, that he was using that time to get in shape. And the first thing Jarvis and I said was, well, wait a second. What's going to happen when there is no pandemic? When's he going to get himself in shape then? Because there ain't a whole long offseason in baseball, and they don't just arbitrarily give you a couple of months off in April and May to get yourself in shape. Right. So, look, for all the good things that Alex Anthopoulos has done, okay, this has not turned out to be one of the better things that he's done. And I'm not blaming Alex just in the sense of they had to sign him after that pandemic year, right? Oh, you got us. We have to bring him back and this, that, and the other. I was I, I can't say I was, I was overly excited to bring him back because, I, again, I understood what the real player is. And remember, the two years in St. Louis, he hit 52 homers in those two years. He had 23 and 29 homers. He can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He gets his bat on it. He can cork it. He can, he can whack it a long way. It's everything else. That's why I call him. He's a one-trick pony. He doesn't hit for average. He doesn't get on. He doesn't score a ton of runs. He doesn't drive in a ton of runs. He doesn't steal bases. He can't play left field every day for you at this point. You he, have a, you he's have a, a solid. He's a solid DHer. Yeah, I mean, if you for a guy who can't do anything, yeah, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, he hits the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. He's he's Mark McGuire, except he's exactly. not as except yeah. he's not as good as Mark McGuire right. at, at, at his one trick, and that's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. He doesn't do. You know, it's not like again he doesn't hit for high average. He doesn't get on. He's already. You know how many. He's got 99 strikeouts already this year. And we're only two-thirds of the way through the season. And he's got 99 strikeouts already. So he's on pace for, what, about 150 strikeouts? Yeah. At that, at that, at that, at that projection? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 150 strikeouts. Which you can live with that, but it's hard to live with that when you don't drive in runs, when you don't hit for average, when you don't get on base. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And so, look, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if you – sit him for a little bit or this, that, and the other. But when you DH him, that takes the bat potentially out of William Contreras' hands or Rosario's hands or somebody else's hands. And I, I'm not saying this in a good way, but, you know, the Duvall situation, you know, with him going down or this, that, and the other, you know, I mean, that obviously, you know, he was a guy playing center field all the time for and you had to push him out there. You really, you, you know, you really couldn't afford to sit him because Ozuna was such a liability in left field that you felt like you couldn't play him out in the field. Right. So he's a one-trick pony as far as positionally where you can play him. Because if you don't put him at DH, you want to run, you want him trotting around out left field, <laughs> looking looking like you know he's you know some lost kid on the corner. It's tough to get around all of that. And they're going to have to figure out what the long term is for him. I, maybe somebody would take him because I'll, I'll I'll put it to you like this. I'll let's go ahead and make a prediction now. 731 on today's August 8th. 
Am I right on that date? Today's August yeah, 8th, today's 8th, 2022. I'm going to make a prediction that Ozuna's not back next year. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. It's 730. Let's give it 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. At 732, exactly, on August 8th, I'm going to tell you that Ozuna will not be back next year. Won't be back. And, you know, it's a shame. I know how good he was during the pandemic. But right now, he's killing you. And, and this is over a month now where he's hit below 200. And he's, not, he's only got five homers since the 1st of July. It's not exactly like he's knocking the ball out of the ballpark. He's got 10 RBI in a month and seven or eight games. It's not like he's driving in runs for you. He's not hitting for average, not getting on. It'd be one thing if he could steal some bases or if he could play out in the field. That maybe, look, it's like Duvall. You can live, part of living with Duvall is the fact that, yeah, he's only going to hit 200, but at least he plays a good center field for me, and I could plop, plop him out there in one of the toughest positions in Major League Baseball on a daily basis. So let me ask you, with Azuna, do you think, based on what you're saying, you know, what, you know, the perception of his performance right now, do they just let him go? Because no. that seems like it's going to be hard to, to, to put him in yeah, a package. I, I, I don't think that they're going to – I don't think they will do what the Cubs are going to do with Jason Hayward and just release him. I don't think they'll do that. Because they've got $36 million. They have two, two years, years yeah. and $36 yeah. million dollars attached to Ozuna right now. Right. That's some nice cash. That, that's some, you know, some cash. Now, look. At least we're seeing Liberty Media is not cheap, right? We can't accuse them of being cheap and not spending money. They're going to be a $200-plus million payroll team, you know, especially if they sign Dansby Swanson, when they give Max Fried his contract. They're going to be a $200-plus million payroll team, which is what we've always wanted, right? They're going to be a top five, six, seven payroll team when all is said and done. But they're going to have to figure out what to do with Marcelo Zuna. And look, Maybe you platoon him a little bit. I haven't looked at his splits. I'll have to look at what his splits are for this year. Maybe it's a situation where you platoon him. You play him against left-handers and things like that. All right, so here's his, here's his splits, by the way. <laughs> he's hitting 228 versus righties, and he's hitting 179 versus lefties, which ideally, with him being a right-handed hitter, you'd want to play him against left-handers, except he's hitting a buck 79, and he's hit one homer the entire year off left-handers. 18 of his 19 homers are against right-handers. So ideally, if you want to platoon him, right, lefty-righty, okay, well, even platooning him, the numbers don't work themselves out. Right. If you said, okay, well, let's play Rosario, who's a left-handed hitter. Let's play him again. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Monday evening as we – Await the appeal of Deshaun Watson. What is going to happen? Is it going to be six games? Is it going to be more? There is nobody, and I tell you nobody better, that we like to talk to than our Odyssey legal insider, Amy Dash. She's joining us on the waitfor.com hotline. And insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Now, also, too, want to recommend that you give her a follow on her Twitter page, at Amy Dash TV. And also check out the website, leagueofjustice.com, if you want more information about what's going on. Amy, I got to say, I'm enjoying the fired-up Amy Dash on Twitter, reading some of your tweets, whether you're you know, talking about the ruling, going after folks. I'm, I'm enjoying the fired-up Amy Dash Twitter version of you. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. You know, sometimes I do have second thoughts after it's been put out there in the Twitter sphere. I'm like, is that a little bit much? <laughs> hey, listen. It, it, but, you know, so far, so good. I've only deleted a handful of tweets, so yeah. I guess that's positive. I was going to say, once you hit send, Amy, you just have to stand by it. Uh, that, that's all I can tell you. Just, I, You know, I'm not ashamed to delete, and then people are like, what What was this tweet? Why did you delete it? <laughs> I'm like, eh, a little much. So <laughs> let's talk about this case from the standpoint of, so, you know, obviously the NFLPA, they they filed their appeal and things like that, and we're, we're waiting to see. The thing that I was reading is um, the question about whether or not the NFLPA wants an actual hearing or if they're going to be just satisfied with, you know, the decision. Walk me through a little bit about how you think this process is going to go. Quickly, we're going to get a hearing. I mean, how do you think that this – part of the appeal is going to play out you know i read in a couple publications that there wouldn't be hearing and then i read in those same publications well maybe there will be hearings i don't think anyone knows which is why you know you don't want to be so quick to put information out there unless you're sure and you confirm it so um i think we just have to wait and see i do think the nflpa would be smart to have a hearing uh request that hearing because they are going to want to have their side heard um, of course, they can submit something in writing, but I think it's always helpful to, to present like an oral argument. It's a little bit more persuasive at times. Um, so it could go either way. But if there is going to be a hearing, it's got to happen by the 13th of August. And then there has to be a decision pretty expeditiously right after that, um, according to the CBA, which actually requires no delay in the, in the issuance of a, a new decision. And then that new decision will take the place of the old decision. So the factual findings won't be changed, but the length of the suspension will either be the same or it will be uh, increased. So what does your head and your gut tell you is going to end up happening in this appeal? Well, I think it'll be increased, uh, the suspension. Uh, The question is, you know, is it going to be eight games, 10 games, 12 games, a full season? And um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a full season, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's like 10 games, 12 games. Um, because I think there are advantages to both. Um, you know, this is a decision maker who is very, uh, very buddy buddy with the NFL. Has worked for the NFL for a while. Um, gets probably gets clients to his personal firm through the NFL, and has been in, but has also been involved in other disciplinary matters like Ezekiel Elliott, and has been praised for being fair. Um, so on the one hand, you might think, "Wow, look at these factual findings." Uh, a finding of more likely than not that he sexually assaulted four women, that he uh, committed conduct detrimental to the league and put four people in genuine danger of their safety and well-being. Those are some pretty heavy findings, so that deserves a year. Or I uh, could say, you know, I'm going to sort of walk that line and I'm not going to cross it to the point where I antagonize the NFLPA and they try to go to federal court, though I don't think they have any, any grounds to do that, but um, might say, you know what, just to let this, lie let's do 8 10 12 games so at least there's an increase but it's not like a full-on court battle odyssey legal insider amy dash joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline so once it comes down does watson have any ability to appeal the appeal or is this we finally going to get like something that we can carve into stone and say okay here's the suspension now let's everybody move forward I think it's the latter because uh, I just don't see any grounds for him challenging this arbitration decision. And I I went through some of these points 
in an article that I put up on League of Justice, uh, but there are very limited grounds to overturn an arbitration award. A lot of them have to do with corruption by the arbitrator, the arbitrator exceeding powers, not allowing people access to evidence. And these are the exact grounds that a Tom Brady and an Ezekiel Elliott challenged their arbitration decisions on. The fact that Roger Goodell, who's inherently biased, was the one deciding everything. The fact that they couldn't cross-examine an accuser or get access to interview notes or evidence. These types of procedural problems just don't exist with the Deshaun Watson case. And to boot, you had this process that was just newly negotiated. The NFLPA put out a statement praising its fairness and thoroughness and its impartiality. And the NFLPA is much more involved, you know, helping to choose Sue Robinson along with the NFL, agreeing to let Roger Goodell or his designee uh, have the final word and to increase the suspension. That's part of the new process. So I just don't see any grounds to where they would be able to prove that they would succeed on the merits of this, that there's any irreparable harm to Deshaun Watson if he has to serve the suspension, or really any grounds to try to overturn this as an arbitration award. All right, Amy, let's jump around a little bit. Let me ask you about Brittany Griner. Um, you know, I don't know if kangaroo court is the right term to use for what goes on in Russia, but kind of two parts. One is, do you expect this to get resolved pretty quickly with the prisoner swap and, and this will be handled expeditiously as well? And two is, how much does... I guess the the U.S. government have to start kind of, I don't know, prepping or or making athletes like this understand the consequences or what the law is in some of these countries because, look, I, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. Nobody seems to kind of know really what happened. Did she bring in hash oil or not? But doesn't the government have – if these girls and these ladies are going to head over to these countries and play professional sports and put a bullseye on their back – don't they have to kind of be better educated about what they really need to make sure they, they know and, and what to do and not do when they get over there? Well, I think so, but I think that's really the responsibility of the various leagues that they play for here to be able to educate them. And then, of course, you know, Brittany Griner and the high-profile nature of this serves as a warning in and of itself uh, of what not to do when you go to other countries. But it's impossible for people to know the laws in other countries. I guess you just have to default to okay, you know, no drugs, no weapons, you know, the obvious things. Um, but it, we've even seen, you know, mo pop culture movies based on real life events where someone puts something in someone's luggage and they get caught with it and they didn't have any idea it was there and they go to jail for life, you know, these crazy examples. So I guess you just have to be super careful about your belongings, who has a hold of your belongings and what's in there. And as, you know, marijuana becomes legalized in this country in a lot of states, and medical marijuana or recreational marijuana or any type of drug becomes commonplace, you have to be careful to sort of check yourself and know, okay, even though this is something that I don't think twice about in this country, um, you know, there could be serious penalties in other countries. So I don't think there's a kangaroo court in Russia. I just think it's a completely different legal system. It's obviously much more strict, much more intense. And these prisoner swaps, you know, I think likely it will happen. I just don't know if it will happen immediately because uh, these prisoner swaps actually happen all the time, quietly between the State Department and uh, here in the U.S. and, and uh, you know diplomatic uh, liaisons in other countries. But it never at a time with so much tension between two countries in the middle of a war. So that's really the unlucky part for her. I think she probably would have been back by now or at least pretty soon after the verdict if not for what's going on in, in the uh, political climate right now. I guess so there's really no guarantees. 
I guess does does Russia care if she sits in a jail or not? I mean, they don't care about good PR and things like that, right? I mean, I guess they don't necessarily have skin invested in this game. Well, I think they have skin invested in showing that uh, setting an example that other countries need to respect their rule of law uh, because right now, you know, they're not being given much respect at all by the international community uh, because of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. So they may want to assert their power where, where they do have leverage. And I think releasing her too quickly, you know, might, might portray a weak stance, which is the opposite of what, you know, what Russia wants its um, reputation internationally to be. So I think right now, you know, she's in a tough position. And listen, it all comes down to what we can offer that they want and how badly they want it. So if they're like, okay, we want that Russian arms dealer who's been convicted, but we can wait a year or two to send an example and send a message, then that's what they'll do. So I think the U.S. might have to up the ante. You know, you just don't know what they want and how fast they want it. Odyssey Legal Insider Amy Dash showing us on the waitfor.com hotline. Okay, so I brought this up to you about six weeks ago when we had you on the show. The and and I remember my exact question because I went back and even and looked at all was why would live not why would the live golfers not sue the PGA? Well, now we see that that's coming to fruition. I I, I guess I, I guess it seems simple for me of hey, how can the PGA have this sort of fiefdom over everything? But I guess there's always, you know, more to it than than just that in in this situation. What's the likelihood that the that the live golfers, at the end of the day, get what they want? Let's put it like that. Well, you know, the more I look into the claims, the, the better I think they are. I think the fact that these golfers were independent contractors that really the PGA couldn't expect exclusivity, and that other tours are letting them participate, I think that really is very strong in their favor because um, when a court's looking at antitrust claims, it's looking at um, is there uh, is there behavior that's predatory, that's anti-competitive in nature, and the fact that you are uh, punishing people for participating in another tour to the detriment of your own tour is one of the hallmarks of antitrust um, behavior. And that's what courts will look at is, um, is the PGA doing something that will hurt itself in the short term in order to try to regain long-term monopolistic control? So I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty good, but I don't think this case will go all the way. I think there'll be some sort of a settlement. So, and that's what I was going to ask you. Um, Is it going to be one of those things that, we're going to just come to a monetary agreement because that that's what everything revolves around in life. Right, Amy? I mean, it's just, it's all about the Monet and you know, everybody wants their peace and things like that. And basically I'm guessing it will be a deal where, Hey, you can't come to us with any future claims against us or say that, Hey, you're owed whatever, you know, lost wages from what you could have won or this, any other. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a monetary settlement done and over with. And we move on from there. Uh, yeah, I think eventually, yes, um, if the court rules in the uh, golfer's favor. So really, when you, there's a lawsuit at the outset, everybody comes out guns blazing. And then what happens is uh, we see in, in which person's favor the rulings go. You know, one side tries to dismiss, it survives the dismissal, let's say. Another side gets a summary judgment or gets some sort of a, a you know, favorable ruling and that's when people start saying, okay, am I going to have to hand over information that I don't want public? Um, am, am I, is it looking like I'm probably going to lose this one? And that's when, you know, the settlement talks 
start getting underway. But for now, you know, the PGA is firing back and saying that they willfully breached their agreements with the PGA Tour, you know, all for money, of course. And they're saying they're going to litigate the case vigorously because they feel that the reputation of the tour uh, is at stake. So uh, you got to weigh, you know, the damage, the damage to the reputation versus um, letting other people know that that the, the tournament rules you know, mean something. Follow her on her Twitter page. A lot of great information at Amy-TV. Also check out the website, leagueofjustice.com. A lot more in-depth on some of these issues. Amy Dash is our Odyssey legal insider, and insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide inventory, and she joined us on the waitfor.com hotline. As always, Amy, I appreciate you carving out a few minutes with me here in Atlanta. Thank you so much, and we'll chat again soon. My pleasure, John. Thank you so much. You got it. John Chuckery will be back. Sports right now to the game in the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.